episode 40 for August 2008. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. Their online discounts can't be beat, and they offer 38 up to 75% off the cover price of new comics. And one of their specials this month include Amazing Spider-Man number 574. The cover price is 3 bucks. And Mail Order has it for $1.49. So be sure to check out MailOrderComics.com and tell them the Crawl Space sent you. Welcome back to the birthday edition of the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast. And let's do the intros. As usual, we'll have Spider Yoda, a.k.a. the Spider Genius, JR from SpideyKicksButt.com. JR, happy birthday and welcome. Uh, we're not talking about Brett Favre? No, we're not. <laughs> That's a different podcast. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, welcome, Jr. Everybody else is. Well, you know, this one's more geek-related, all right? <laughs> and we have Morb, an administrator from the Crawl Space Message Board. Welcome, and happy birthday, Morb. Thank you, thank you. And uh, y'all can fill me in on who the hell Brett Favre is later. <laughs> I think... Oh, my God. I'm joking, I'm joking. No, he, he oh, did, I did know, I just don't. He did an issue of Marvel Comics Presents or something. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I spot this. There we go. And we have uh, a guest this month. It's a little estrogen in the the room we have it's not so much testosterone we have spider girl from our message board welcome spider girl she's also a reviewer for our website so welcome spider girl thank you very much and unlike spidey dude i actually have a uh, 14 inch <laughs> <spider man>, so <laughs> wow wow God. Feel free to pick that up. Yeah, there you go. Spidey Dude is uh, MIA, as we heard from this message. Do the whole three stooges. Hello, hello. Oh, yeah, hello. let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> hey, there's Dusty. Apparently I misplaced my phone, or I just missed your phone call. So leave me a short message, and I'll get right back to you. Thanks. Hello. 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 Yeah. Hello. <laughs> All right. Well, we tried you, brother. Um, it's going in the recording. Bye. <laughs> yeah, two months in a row, bro. Come on. <laughs> anyway, uh, as we mentioned earlier, this is the 10-year anniversary, uh, August 8th. 2008 marks 10 years of the Spider-Man Crawl Space pod or Spider-Man Crawl Space website and two years. You believe it, guys? We've been doing this two years of uh, the the podcast. So happy birthday, gang! What do you think? It seemed like two years has flown by. Oh. It feels like I've been doing this all my life. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, Jr. Has it seemed like it's no, crept it along? <laughs> No, it doesn't feel like two years. In fact, it feels like just yesterday when I was at the laundromat, yeah. getting a phone call confirming my uh, my uh, appearance as a guest oh, wow. on the third on the third Spider-Man bra- or Spider-Man Crawl Space podcast. Were you washing so, your uh, spider suit, no, it- kind of like Toby does in the movie? <laughs> well, my uh, my uh, dryer was on the fritz, so or actually, no, my washer was on the fritz, so I had to go to the laundromat. And- do my laundry there, and uh, yeah. uh, that's when you called my cell phone and confirmed my participation yeah. for the, the third and, podcast. And so it's, You were so good, I welcomed you back for two years in a row. <laughs> Almost. Either so good, or you were so desperate. <laughs> I don't know. Either one. We'll, oh, no. we'll More was the desperate decision. You were a sure thing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, and after two years, we finally traded up from a Spidey dude to a Spider girl. No, no doubt. I tell you what, I think if you look in the price guide, she's worth more. <laughs> Stella has, a, or, 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 excuse me, I gave away your secret identity. Spider- oh, oh, man. I'm, sp- that's oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Spider Girl. Gonna have to edit it. No, I won't edit it. She, <laughs> she needs to register anyway. Uh, <laughs> wow. Anyway, 
Welcome to the show, everybody, and happy birthday. We'll blow out candles a little later, but, you know, the folks want to hear what we think or complain about Amazing Spider-Man, the last three, four <laughs> issues. We've got um, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 564, 565, 566, and the extra issue, 566.5, I'm calling it. So, uh, JR, you want to you want to do individual issues or you want to do the whole damn thing, whole damn family? I don't know. I think we ought to do the whole thing. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make the rounds. And All right. Ask everybody what they thought of the whole thing. You start first, sir. What do you oh, think? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I tell you. Oh, that sigh wasn't good. I, have, I know. I know. <laughs> Overall, it's slightly better than the trouble we've been given, mm -hmm. but that's not saying a whole lot. Um, the things are a little bit better, you know. I've been whining for the, uh, I've been whining for more appearances from Mister Negative, and we got a couple of them this time around. Right. I've been uh, saying that Spider-Man needs more female villains, and we got a, f a new female villain this time around. Although the the female Craven is an excellent reminder of uh, why you do not kill off supervillains, <laughs> and the reason you do not kill off supervillains is because you always get a replacement, yeah. and the replacement is almost never comparable with the original. This is the third Craven that we've had since the original committed suicide. And you've got to wonder, what's the point? Yeah. If you're going to keep bringing back all these knockoffs of the character, why kill the original? Mm -hmm. So if the original decides to make a comeback from the dead, just like the original Mysterio, I will not be offended. Yeah. Uh, that said, um, like I said, it's a little. I felt like I was reading the adventures of Vin Gonzalez this <laughs> month instead of the adventures of Spider-Man. <laughs> nice. Uh, but uh, they really, someone's they're they're putting a lot of ink into trying to make sure this character works. Uh, frankly, I don't know why uh, there's, they've they've used more ink on Vin Gonzalez than Harry Osborn, mm -hmm. since uh, we all want to see more of Harry since they bothered to bring him back from the dead. Right. <laughs> we still haven't seen a good Harry story yet. Right. Um, but uh, I keep rambling. Five sixty four was not too bad. We've seen this Rashomon type thing before, mm -hmm. but nothing is nothing is ever really new. Uh, I, I liked a little bit where the where uh, the kids thought that Vin was a rod. I thought that was clever. <laughs> um, five sixty five and five sixty six were readable. Um, I'm curious how it's going to end, and I'm curious how Raven and Vin aren't going to realize that Vin's roommate is the one that's Spider Man. Yeah. So it's got me. So it's got me interested. So that merits at least an upgrade to a C plus uh, for this month's adventures. What about the the extra uh, issue? What you think of that? The extra actually gets a B from me. Mm -hmm. I had a hard time. Yes, it does. The Hammerhead story, I wasn't too keen on the Hammerhead story at first, but the second reading, it, it, it went a lot better the second reading. Uh, and uh, the other two stories were, were okay. The Harry one was too short. Again, we, we need more Harry. And well, that sounds, <laughs> that that sound sounds right. bad. <laughs> that didn't sound right. Uh, I've been told uh, I need more Harry for years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Jay. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's all right. And all the, I had I had trouble following all the legal mumbo jumbo in the third story that got the civil suit against Spider Man dismissed. Mm -hmm. But uh, but overall, uh, it was readable. Like I said, I give it a B minus. Okay. And uh, I'm curious as to uh, the summer special. Aren't we getting a summer special oh, later uh, in the who, year? Who knows? <laughs> You'd think after three. I think it already came three out. Didn't three it? times a month. I, I think that's a Marvel Adventures story. If I if I had to guess, but I'm not sure. I could be wrong. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I should have went ladies first, but uh, we'll go ladies second. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Spider Girl. What did you think of the last uh, four issues? Um, well, starting with 564, yep. um, 
I really enjoyed how it was three different points of view. Um, that was kind of a nice take on it uh, to kind of get, well, obviously, three points of view. Um, <laughs> but I guess after I finished reading it, I thought, you know, what's the point? Why were why was it written like this? Um, what were we trying to delve into? I guess, I mean, we figure out that Mr. Negative kind of has his hand in the pool of villains. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But after that, I, I wasn't, I don't know, I was kind of like, what's going on? Why are we reading this? But uh, the Craven, I do totally agree with JR how it's kind of, the female Craven is a poor substitute for the original. And I think they're just trying to get around the fact that they didn't want to bring any uh, first-tier villains out in this first, um, I guess, uh, first uh, semester. Re- relaunch. Yeah, yeah. F- yeah, yeah, you know, in the very beginning. Um so, and I'm kind of confused of whether she does believe that he, uh, that Vin Gonzalez is Spider-Man or does not, because it kind of seemed like it was going back and forth. Like at one point she said, you're not Spider-Man, mm-hmm. but then later on she's like, well, you are. <laughs> so that's a little like, what, what, yeah. Well, maybe she's like um, her, but, maybe she's like her father. She's a bit crazy. Yeah. So. Practically everyone, yeah. you know, even the writer's crazy. On this book, so. <laughs> hey, um, you're going to fit in quite well. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. But actually, one thing I really picked out from 566 is one line that uh, Peter says that this guy nearly killed me once right after Mary Jane and I moved in together. Right. Yep. And so I was questioning that because I thought um, that the editors were saying that they had no, uh, well, they had no, like, moving in together kind of relationship. And also the fact that if Mary Jane doesn't know, which is what they're trying to push towards us, that, that she doesn't know that he's Spider-Man, then how is that possible? There's no way you could live with somebody and not know that they're a superhero. Right. I, I agree. What, w- what would your grade be for all the issues? Or you can do individuals if you'd like. Um, I think I would give 564 a B and then kind of move down to a B minus C plus for the two Craven issues. Okay. And the extra issue? Uh, the extra issue I enjoyed. I thought the hammerhead was slightly disturbing for, and it didn't really fit in with the other two. Um, but I actually did like the lawyer one, if only because the art I thought really fit it, and it was kind of funny with all the Spider-Man coming in. Yeah, exactly. That, um, I I love the part where, did you see, I'm sure when Black Cat calls in today, she, did you notice Black Cat was wearing a bust reducer (laughs) in the background? Oh, gosh. No, I didn't see that. So it didn't look like she was a woman. So I just thought that was funny. Yeah, and then I remember, yeah, and then Matt Murdock says, you know, Black Cat gives her regards. Yeah. So that was bad. So what was, Um, but I think I would give a B or a B plus for the one shot issue. All right, we're running about B and C's. Uh, More, let's take the grade down, I imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Because you start at an F Um, last month. So there's nowhere else to go except up, I would think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's really nowhere else to go but up on quality from last month because, right. <laughs> damn. <laughs> um, starting with the first issue that was the you know jam between three writers. Um, first off, I thought the art was great. Mm-hmm. This uh, this new artist they brought in, totally outclassed people like Marcos Martin, Chris Pachalo, yeah. uh, who I just don't have any love for personally. Can you say but the issue itself. Paulo Siguera. Wow. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. I'd forgotten his I'm name. I'm looking at the but, review um, right now from Crazy Chris, but uh, go ahead. The writing of the issue sucked. Um, <laughs> there were, you know, these three writers. You've got Dan Slott, you've got Mark Guggenheim, and you've got Bob Gale, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And, Correct. Um, and Dan Slott, yeah. 
Yeah, they 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 all sucked equally, really. Um, <laughs> I think it, it wasn't one of those situations where you put uh, a good writer and a decent writer together, and the good writer brings up the quality of the other one. It's one of those situations where you put Bob Gale with the other two, and everything just comes down to his level. <laughs> and I, I was not pleased <clears> with <throat> that. Um, by the end, I was wondering why the hell I just read that. And Overdrive, I think, is... I'm having a hard time remembering a stupider villain than Overdrive. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of people like the Big Wheel and yeah. the Rocket Racer, and I'm thinking they they were better. Yeah. <laughs> um, because he seems like he's a, a what Jr. Who? No, I, I didn't mean to interrupt more. But I was just about to say he seems like he's a one-use villain. He mm-hmm. was, you know, you use him once to have Spidey beat up on somebody for an issue, and and that's it. You know, I mean, right. why would they bring him back? Right, and his his power is literally pimp my ride for God's sake. I mean. He's, he says his power is tricking out vehicles, and at one point he refers to his nano pimps. For the love of God, I mean, you know, nano pimps ain't easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but you have you have stupid crap. Like, not only does this stuff look stupid and sound stupid, but then when he quote tricks out the school bus, ooh, the word school is now spelled with a K <laughs> instead of a CH. Yeah, that's cool, man. I don't think I even caught that. <laughs> I mean. Son of a bitch, this was stupid. Um, so that issue for me gets a D. Oh, wow. Wow. The only thing bringing it up. Yeah, the only thing bringing this one up from an F is the art, which was pretty. And uh, if I was one of those people that could judge a story based on art, I would probably give it an A. But I'm not, because the story sucked. Um, the next two issues, the Craven issues, I thought were actually pretty darn good, shockingly. Wow. Um, I had no complaints whatsoever with the Jimenez art this time around. I thought he did an excellent job all around, uh, except, and I'm not totally putting all the blame on him for this because I'm betting that it was a joint effort. I've rarely seen a crappier character design than this new Craven. Mm-hmm. The the multicolored rainbow stuff over her eyes really says camouflaged hunter. And why does she have a fee mullet? <laughs> I thought her hair looked stupid when I was just seeing it from the front. It looked like kind of an anime manga thing. And then she turns around and, oh, crap, there's a ponytail oh, there. Well, oh, well, the mullets are coming back into style. So. For females. Oh. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. Okay. I don't think <laughs> they've never been in style. Wow. No, yeah, style would be a strong word. People are wearing them again, which is unfortunate. <clears throat> but, uh, wow. well, shit. Have you, heard, have you heard the mullet <laughs> expression, there's party in the front and or business in the front, party in the back? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my wife told me. My wife, in the front. my wife told me when I lost my front, I went out of business and just had a party in the back. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anyway, nice. Yeah, self-deprecating. Humor. Yeah, overall, I think I think there's some really good ideas in it. Um, I would prefer to just bring the real Craven back because I'm. I don't think it was a bad idea to kill him just because Craven's last hunt was such a great story. But I'm not one of those that thinks that a resurrection story diminishes the death story, because I can still go back and read Craven's Last Hunt. It'll be just as good. But eh, we don't need the knockoffs. But overall, this is a pretty good story. They're utilizing the ideas of Brand New Day with trying to figure out uh, the secret identity and thinking it's Vin. I mean, that's plausible. Mm. Um, The idea of shooting up Vin Gonzalez with MGH is definitely an interesting idea. I'm interested to see where they go with it, hoping they actually go somewhere with it, unlike most of the plot threads they've left in Brand New Day. But that could have some good ramifications to it. And overall, this could 
It depends on how they end it. I mean, we could end this very easily with Ven knowing he's Spider-Man, and that would make for a different dynamic that could get interesting. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's going to all depend for me on the ending, but I did enjoy the first two issues. I'll give them a flat B. Okay. And the extra issue? The extra issue is probably the best Brand New Day issue I've read so far. Mm-hmm. Um I enjoyed the Hammerhead story. Uh, Chris Bacallo's art even seemed to kind of fit the way things were going. I'm I'm not a Bacallo fan, but I didn't have a problem with him on this. Um, The writing was good. I think part of the reason it was so good was it pretty much was totally devoid of Brand New Day (laughs) Spider-Man, the annoying loser. Um, That's like that that the creepy, stupid loser. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's creepy, stupid loser. It's kind of like that online comic Garfield without Garfield. Or they, they just <laughs> Photoshop Garfield out of the picture. Anyway, go ahead, Morb. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was a good story. I'm interested to see where they're going with Hammerhead. Um, the the court story was mostly good. I think Guggenheim is itching to write Daredevil. Um, mm-hmm. That he's a lawyer. I mean, he, he wants to write Daredevil. Oh, I didn't know. I, I, I didn't know he was a lawyer. That's cool. Yeah, he used to be a lawyer, and he went on to uh, write for the Practice and Law and Order and shows like that on TV. And so clearly. Legal drama is kind of where he wants to be, and I wish they would let him at least write a Daredevil miniseries. Yeah. Um, the one thing with it, though, is I, as a lawyer, he should know this stuff, and I don't know everything about the legal system, but I feel like we're playing really fast and loose with the idea of the Superhero Registration Act mm-hmm. because the federal needs of the fact that he's a fugitive from federal custody for not registering, if he's in court... yeah. The feds should just have him. They should have come in by now and taken him. The federal needs should supersede the state case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's that's a small gripe because we're talking about a damn comic. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that was that was overall a good story. I found it enjoying. I liked all the, the people they selected to play Spider Man. Like they had a Rania in here. When was the last time you saw her? Uh and um, Ms. besides Spider Man. Well, we don't talk about She's that. in Ms. Marvel monthly. Oh, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that was a good story. The Harry Osborn um, birthday story. Sorry, Zeb Wells. That was stupid. Um, <laughs> there was some. The beginning of it was good. I liked the the stuff at the beginning where he was fighting the adhesive villain. Yeah. Uh, checking his cell phone. The villain was all pissed off. They checked his cell phone. That was good stuff. Yeah. But then you know, getting to the party and having to wrap his mask around his head like a bandana and getting in a fight with the rich guy because, oh, he said Norman Osborn's the Green Goblin, and that's offensive to Peter. What? <laughs> um, that was stupid. Um, I know the whole defending his friend thing, but not not a very good story. Yeah. But so overall, I would I would give that issue a B plus. Okay. I think I, I would rate it the best issue of Brand New Day I've read so wow. far. Okay. Shocking. It took uh, two, two years to do it, but I totally agree with uh, Morb. <laughs> Almost on every damn thing, except... Except the Craven just a little bit, but I'll start with the uh, the Brand New Day Extra issue, uh, which I just read mere hours ago. I've been really busy, but I finally got all my spider books read before the show. I feel like it's a book report. Uh, but I, I dug, I, I agree with uh, Morbin the fact that it's so far, if not the best, or it's the second best single issue of Brand New Day. I thought the first arc was Slot, and who's the other guy that penciled that? The Civil War. McNiven. McNiven. Thank you, Brian. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I dug the Hammerhead story. Joe Kelly uh, is a really good storyteller. I mean, uh, he, in Deadpool, he was great, and uh, I just am looking forward to him 
Uh, actually, tackling Spider-Man. I mean, if he can do this much with a Hammerhead story, damn. Uh, uh, the uh, second arc by uh, my favorite, which is Zeb Wells, I actually didn't mind. I, I, I'm with Morb on this. I liked the cell phone bit. I liked that, uh, and I really liked the art. I'm a ba- big fan of Pat Olaf when he had, um, he was the uh, first penciler on the uh, Spider-Girl book and the Untold Tales of Spider-Man. I just, I thought his art looked even better than it has in the past. I mean, I, I thought he really stepped it up for that issue, and... Um, I liked the the, uh, the court case by Guggenheim, the best of all three of the stories because I love the legal. I, I'm a I like watching. Uh, law, I'm not a lawyer, but I play one on TV. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I liked all the legal terms. I mean, I I, I could actually kind of keep up with it. I was, but mainly because my wife watches a lot of Law and Order. But I I, the, I thought the legalese wasn't too Star Trekian, if that makes any sense. Um. <laughs> But I, I love that all, all of his friends came in, and as I told Spider Girl, the uh, the hidden bust of four black cats. <laughs> I wonder why you always pick these things out, yeah. like always revolving around the bust of see, some sort of. See, superhero. in past shows, this would have just gone by, and now that we have estrogen on the show, she, she takes <laughs> me to task. <laughs> but anyway, I would give that one an A minus, by far the best one I've read in, in six months or something from this team. So. Looking forward to that. Uh, we'll start with 564, for my opinion. I would give that one a D. Hated it. Couldn't Ooh. stand it. Um, I, I don't. I, I just don't like the driver. Is that his name? Is it Overdrive? Over, the dri- <laughs> is it? He's Nico from Grand Theft Auto. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> he, it's just bad. I mean, um, I don't know what the hell happened. I, I agree with the uh, the uh, artwork was solid. He should come back, but. Why? Why the hell? Is this the issue where Vin was like an abusive boyfriend to Peter? Is this the issue where he was like, "What? You lost your job? I'm gonna smack you. I'm gonna smack a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? What is that about? I'd be like, "Dude, I'm out. I'll be in, I'll be living with Aunt May again before I get put up with this." <laughs> Damn. I'm like, I just don't understand. Kind of a where's my money? Home yeah. Moment. Hey, bitch, you didn't pay up this month. What up? <laughs> So that just threw me off. I was like, it, it was it was three ways to tell a piss poor story is what it was. <laughs> I, I, I just I, I don't get it. Um, but four new ways to die, yeah. we get three ways to suck. I mean, just I don't get it. It's called POV. It should have been POS. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, amazing okay, five sixty four. First off, what's up with the cover? Why is Spider Man in glass and he's broken apart? What is that about? Anyone? Exactly. I didn't think. <laughs> Cricket. Cricket. Yeah. JR, why is he. Wait, wasn't there a. Why... No, wait, 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 yeah. wait. There was a stupid villain at the beginning of the issue. I think he was called Fracture. Oh. Who was like breaking crap apart. Oh. I think that's why. Okay. It was still stupid. Don't get I me wrong. I read that too but... quick, quickly then. JR, did you catch that? Maybe it's just me. No, I did. No, I did. Hey, I, I just didn't understand why he's in shards. Anyway, uh, that one, I, I'm digging Guggenheim. In my opinion, he's right behind Slot as the top two writers. And I'd have to put him before Slot first. Really? But Guggenheim yeah. knocks it out of the park a lot. Uh, he really, I, I liked his jackpot um, uh, menace arc that he came in after Slot. I thought that was solid. This is solid. I thought the brand new day issue and the extra issue was solid. So he's, he's, he's up there, in my opinion. Uh, but you need to. 
add Joe Kelly and Mark Wade, and I think we'll have a solid four writers. Uh, I dug the uh, 566 with uh, Daredevil and uh, Spider-Man hopping in the Daredevil suit. I thought that was kind of cool. I, I thought that I thought that was a great looking cover too. That uh, you have the uh, the thwip action, the webhead without fear. And sh- well, I like that Jimenez was actually able to draw it well enough hmm? that. Spider-Man in a Daredevil suit didn't just look like Daredevil. Exactly, it looked like a different guy in the Daredevil suit. Right, the 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 the, the chin factor—you could tell that's Peter's chin, stuff like that. So I thought he did a great job. Bet his best arc, in my opinion, Phil Jimenez so far. Because well, when you're on the competition, is freak. That's not. Well, yeah, he's got freak, and he's got the driver or the overdriver, the underbite, oh, yeah. the underbite. I don't know what is his name. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, he's stepping up his game. I'm, I like that. I agree very much with Jr. about the fact that Vin Gonzalez. They spend so much time making him look like a bad guy, pissed off at Peter. Pay up. Where's my rent? That there. I think the only logical conclusion is making him a villain. I mean, could he be menace? What do you guys think? I don't think he would be menace because I think if he's going to become a villain, we're seeing the arc where he is turning to. Okay. It. I don't think it would make sense for him to have been a villain at the start of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I agree that I, I uh, showing Mr. Negative popping up, like Spider-Girl said, he's trying to control the baddies uh, with Hammerhead and, well, Underdrive. I'm not going to say his name anymore. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I'm glad to see him back. Uh, I'm glad that not it's not just slot that can mess with them. I guess the other team can play with his toys or his action figures. So, uh, B on 565, 566, and an A- on the extra issue. And what did I give, say, D on the, D? Yeah, yeah, yeah. D. Agree with me for a while. There you go. So there's my reviews too. All right. Um, let's see. Are we, I'll edit that out. That was too long a pause. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's a question for you, though. Okay, go ahead. Um, that entire, well, so far the two issues of that Craven arc, we've had zero backstory on that character. Do you think they're going to try to smush in backstory for that villain in the third and final issue of that arc, or they're just not going to tackle her at all? Oh, I, I imagine they will. Um, I mean, there's not much of a setup. I mean, it's Craven's daughter. As JR said, we've, we've had two or three or four before her. So I guess people th- pretty much know her story, but you know what? They probably will tackle her. But uh, yeah, I think they will. Yeah, Jr. What did you kind of like what uh, Spider Girl talked about? What did you think of the little blurb in there about uh, this is when Mary Jane and I first moved in together? Yeah, I caught that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, basically, it it just seems like the, this is they're rewriting what's happened in the past, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, that's their effort. That's their effort one to show that they that some of the things still did happen. Like, for example, that's their way of saying that last hunt still did happen. Right. Uh, but they're also saying that, well, see, this is what they did instead of got married. They just had a long uh, relationship. And, a, and I think Joe Casada has said they were cohabiting. Right. So, you know, that's it's just kind of a way of saying, you know, yes, last hunt still happened. So. Yeah. And did you, did you guys catch the little reference of the court case that they, it was Spider-Man's court case in the extra issue? There was AF 15, 1962. Amazing Fantasy 15, 1962. Did you guys catch that? Oh, I didn't catch that. Oh. I did not. Well, I'm shocked. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was. I should have. Was, I should have. That's a good catch. Yeah, that, I, I should have. I was just like, wow, that's kind of neat. Good, good call on that. All right. Anything else you guys want to talk about those four issues before we move on? 
that would be. You we should paint your eyes like that. Should I what? With that eyeshadow? No, you should not use eyeshadow in that manner. Do, no, I can't even remember. Was she? Did she cake it on? She had multicolored uh, shadow over her eyes. That's what I was saying earlier. It's not very stealthy for a hunter. Yeah, it looked like cotton candy to me. <laughs> on the cotton candy note, we'll move on to a different topic. <laughs> uh, if you go online to my site, if you go on to Spider-Man message board, if you go on to almost any uh, site, they're crunching the numbers for comics. Spider-Man sold XYZ. Ultimate Spider-Man sold XYZ. Oh my god, Amazing Spider-Girl sold minus XYZ. So, um, what is this interest in numbers? Why are we constantly crunching them? More, what do you think? Why are we doing that? Well, I think it's it's part of this internet age that we have access to this information now, mm-hmm. and everybody always wants to know the future, know where things are going, and they want to know everything the editors know, and tell, tell the editors how to do their job better. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a factor of everybody's wanting to see half the people are wanting to see brand new day fail so they're looking at these numbers saying oh they're going down they went down by 1 they went down by 2 they went down by 3 and and and, and it's going to it's going to get canned and it's going to get reversed and the other side is wanting to say well i mean look the you know here's the history of the numbers and yeah they suck but they uh, historically they've sucked for everybody just wants to they all want more ammunition for their argument, and we're in the Internet age where we have this information. We all put too much stock in it right now, and basically the editors have more things to think about than just what these numbers show. Right. But people want to think they know everything, and that's where it comes from. Right. So people want to be justified, and here's their facts. This is why Spider-Man sucks, because he sold this many. This is why he rocks, he sold this many. So that's their evidence well, the debate, I guess. We're all geeks. Yeah. We're all geeks, so we're interested in numbers. I yeah. mean, that's just the nature of the beast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like Morb. It's like Morb said. Now we have them, mm-hmm. so it's just something for it's. It's natural that we all debate them. You, uh, you know. Yeah, but you know what? I think they're lopsided numbers because the numbers that we, the fans, get are the numbers that are going into comic shops, and mm-hmm. they aren't taking into account because Marvel would not produce those Marvel Adventures comics if they didn't sell because they do not sell in the the. Uh, the comic shops, they sell in trade paperback form. And we don't really get the numbers of how many go into the schools, etc. Right, and you said Ultimate Spider-Man earlier, and one of the things Bendis said even recently again is Ultimate Spider-Man is not going anywhere because it's got solid sales, but it does just a amazing trade business. Mm-hmm. And we're not getting trade numbers on anything here. Right. Spider-Girl, what do you think about us crunching the numbers all the time? Uh, I agree with Morb that it's just kind of justification for people who really hate B&D and they want it to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of go more by the story content and to see how that is failing. Yeah. Um, because it seems like the editors, I don't know, they just don't want to believe that it's failing. Because all these interviews with Joe Q, he says, oh, it's doing so well. Everyone's really loving it. So either they just don't. I don't know. They might like those numbers, or they're just not going to let this go. So okay. I'm more of the story, like how is this um, comparing to what it has been in the past okay. than the numbers. Okay. All right. Uh, our next topic we wanted to hit up is uh, – uh, JR, uh, I don't think you do. Do you read Ultimate Spider-Man? No, okay. I don't. And more, I know you don't. Spider-Girl, do you? Yes, I do. I don't. Oh, <laughs> well, wow. More, are we coming closer together as friends? <laughs> no, I just uh, actually I just recently bought all 19 trades off of eBay. Holy cow! 
I started with number 95. I've been reading since then, and ASM is sucking so bad. I wanted some good Spider-Man. I decided to go back to the beginning. Classic. I'm through the first two trades, and it just kicks ass. Wow. Anyway, in Ultimate Spider-Man, uh, an upcoming annual, it's a plot that is involving uh, the teenage Mary Jane and the teenage Peter taking their relationship uh, a little bit further by having sex. Wow, we're talking about sex on the Spider-Man Crawl Space podcast. Wow. Uh, let's <laughs> see. Who who wants to start on this one? <laughs> what do you think? I'll dive. Okay, go ahead. Um. Well, I mean, if if you're asking, is it going to happen? Yeah. I I I think it should, but I know it won't. Okay. Um. I think I I do like that Bendis is actually tackling this because he's he's done a good job with you know very realistic type things in this this series and a, a realistic type relationship and the truth is in this day and age you know once once you hit that age and you're in a relationship for this long that's going to come up and it's probably going to happen but there's no way in hell marvel's actually going to let it happen really because no it's impossible you would get all these parents groups and old white men on <laughs> the news stations that have hey, never... I, I resemble that. Uh, so do I. <laughs> it's it's like when Captain America was killed. Yeah. You had all these people on the news that had never read the book in their life talking about how important a symbol Captain America is and how irresponsible it was to kill him off during a time of war. He was an inspiration to our troops and this sends the wrong message. The reality is they never read the book. He wasn't an inspiration to them. They hadn't even thought about him in years. But they were still offended by it because that's what people on the news do. <laughs> Um, Ouch! And yeah, <laughs> no offense to you, Brad. I'm talking about CNN. Here. Yeah. Um, okay. CNN is what's playing in my work all day, so this is the thing. This is the one that annoys me the most. Any if any other one was playing in my work all day, they would be the one that annoys me the yeah. most. Um, I'm talking about CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News. They have different slants. They all bitch equally, <laughs> kind of um, like we do. Every <laughs> if, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. If they had uh, Spider Man. Mm -hmm. As a teenager, having sex, you would have all, especially the moms groups, uh, you the same ones trying to censor TV and say primetime TV has too much sex and not enough married sex. Mm -hmm. uh, have you seen that one recently? That's one of the more ridiculous I ones. I love it. Um, they would be on the news saying, oh my God, they're, they're advocating teen sex and they're selling to our children. <laughs> Their their role model, Spider-Man, is having sex as a teenager, and, and they want all our children to have unprotected wild orgies and, and have babies, and it's the downfall of modern society, and this comic book should be burned. God, you're the, in two years, you're the first one to ever use the word orgy on a Spider-Man show. <laughs> <laughs> that, I knew you, I knew you'd do it first. <laughs> yeah, it would, it would be just a PR nightmare yeah. if they had teenage Spider-Man having sex, and Marvel's never going to do it. I mean, Bendis said it took him a year. An entire year to get this issue greenlighted, and I guarantee it took them a year to let him talk about it. <laughs> because just talking about it can raise some controversy. Yeah. They're not going to do if, it. But I, I do wish they would because it would continue the realism of this, but never going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, JR, what do you think of uh, Marvel doing this issue? Well, uh, I can't uh, really offer my opinion on it because not by not reading Ultimate Spider-Man, I can't uh, evaluate it in its proper context. So I'd be offering an opinion without having read the story. Um, That's nothing new for the Spider-Man board. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so I don't know if it, 
so they actually haven't done it. They're just talking about doing it. Is that is that what's going on? Yeah, well, I don't know. The issue hasn't come out yet, so we're all just speculating. So you're on equal footing with all of us. So I see. Yeah. So I'm I'm not going to get indignant one way or the or one way or the other until I actually know what happens in it. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think of the concept though of uh, kids having uh, teens having sex and and uh, uh, a comic book company producing it? Well, the thing is, Ultimate Spider-Man stopped being for quote unquote for the kids mm-hmm. a long time ago. Right. So the kids aren't reading the comic. I mean, it's it's uh, and these mothers who would probably get up in arms. Their kids probably don't read the comics either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, I but I agree with more. But I, I'd be surprised to see it happen for that very reason. Yeah. But uh, Ultimate Spider-Man hasn't been a kids' book for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of all of uh, you know how it was originally promoted. So. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't. I don't see it poisoning any kids. I don't see it ruining them, and I don't see it influencing them one way or the other. Uh, anybody who really uh, invests a lot of time and emotion over it, regardless of what happens, uh, needs to needs to uh, move on and think about something of more consequence. Right. Spider Girl, what do you think about tackling the issue in Ultimate? Well, everybody needs a little twelve-inch Scarlet Spider <laughs> in their life now. Man. Feel free uh-huh. shipping with the issue. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> I agree with more about all this. Um, I appreciate the realism. I think, like, that is something that probably, you know, should be tackled. Um, it comes at a bad time with that whole pack of 16-year-olds that were going to get pregnant. And it really does seem that anything that comes out that's even a little bit scandalous, like, people jump on that. So um, I don't think that is going to happen. It's good to probably talk about it. Um, I think if it were to happen, it would probably be an ultimatum because, as everyone knows, when the apocalypse comes, everyone just tries to find a horizontal surface, you know, to get it over <laughs> with one last time. <laughs> so. <laughs> that didn't happen in Independence Day, did it? <laughs> in the. Um, no. Oh, you would think. Anyway, War of the Worlds. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So you, you think it's a good concept, but you don't think, think they'll execute it. Yeah, no. Uh, you know, the, I, I think it's a good idea. I, I agree also that I don't think they'll go through with it. But uh, it depends on who's writing it and if they have an agenda. If their agenda is to tell teens not to have sex, then that's the way Bendis will, the way it will go. And I wonder if that's a conflict. I wonder if Bendis uh, realizes that teens – since the beginning of time, have been having sex, and Marvel says no, they haven't. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, any other thoughts on Spider-Man? <laughs> I just like doing the sound effects. Sorry. That was not from my computer. That was from my own beatbox. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to our next topic. Uh, Marvel recently put out a company profile. They said that uh, the licensing is doing great, but the uh, the publishing is down a couple percentages. So there's discussion of possibly raising cover prices. So a weekly issue of Spider-Man will be what is it? Two ninety nine now, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they're putting out like. At least one a month, almost in the next couple of solicitations, a three ninety nine. So three bucks a pop could possibly be what three fifty or something. I don't know, three and a quarter. So Jr., are you cutting back if they go up a quarter or fifty cents? Well, to be honest, uh, since for the last two months I have not ordered from uh, our dear friends at uh, MailOrderComics.com, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> I don't. I haven't decided yet that I'm going to continue buying comics. Period. Uh, I'm going to have to. 
uh, obviously, depending on, you know, if I want to stay on this podcast, I guess I better read them. Yeah. But uh, I haven't, uh, I just am really, really sore at, uh, I mean, I just don't think that the, the comics are very good. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm seriously wondering if they're worth my while. Uh, particularly since I have other other uh, responsibilities and other bills to pay. But if I do continue buying the comics, uh, it looks like, uh, yes, I would be cutting back. It looks like, and it looks like New Avengers and Spider-Girl would uh, face the chopping uh-huh. block. So uh, if uh, if they do go up and I'm still buying comics, yes, I'm cutting back. Yep. What about you, Spider-Girl? Are you cutting back? I think I would, yes. Um Amazing Spider-Man kind of has gone downhill for me anyways, so I would probably be like, is this worth it to pay three fifty for this? Or however much my discount is on mailordercomics.com. But <laughs> have, we, have we recruited you? Are you are you ordering from those guys too? Yes, awesome. actually. Look at that. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Um, I think I would probably also cut down on miniseries. Yeah. Because I have a really a big problem with like, oh, look, this miniseries is coming out, and then I get it. So I think I would definitely cut back on those as well. And someone who's been cutting back even before the price increase, Morb has been going to trades more often, right? Yeah, I'm uh, looking at switching a lot to trades. And, yeah. Uh, you know, to tell you the truth, if prices go up and if New Ways to Die doesn't kick insane amounts of ass <laughs> and s- signal a complete change for the quality of Amazing Spider-Man, I may have to just take the shot of dropping off this podcast and stop reading Amazing Spider-Man, because it's ridiculous to pay that much every month, that much more every month, for comics that are crap. Yeah. And (laughs) I don't, I don't want to do it anymore. Um, I'm hoping New Way to Die can change things, but yeah, I would probably cut back. I mean, the impulse buy would be a thing of the past. Yeah. If... Prices, especially I've heard some talk of prices going up to three ninety nine. A whole buck? Because there's, oh, yeah, wow. well, there's a lot of comics today. A lot. Yeah. They're putting out that are three ninety nine already. Uh-huh. If you look at, um, <laughs> I was putting together my cart for October for Mail Order Comics, yeah. and I'm seeing one of the three Amazing Spider-Man issues is three ninety nine. Um, the last part of New Ways to Die. The in the same month we've got the Amazing Spider-Man Annual, which is three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. We've got the Ultimate Spider-Man Annual, which is three ninety nine. Um, the last part of Batman R.I.P. comes out, and it's three ninety nine. Yeah. The first part of Superman New Krypton comes out, and it's three ninety nine. <laughs> um, this is before the three... before the discount, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, gotcha. yeah. Um, they're two forty seven after this. Okay. Um, three Final Crisis one shots, a couple of mini series, and the main series are all coming out, and they're all three ninety nine. Yeah. There's a couple of more things that are three. It's 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 ridiculous. But the fact is, for half the comics you're buying right now, the price is already here. Yeah. I've been seeing this trend going up for a while already. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they bumped the regular price to three ninety nine, and mm-hmm. that's too freaking much. That's sending me on mailordercomics.com from dollar eighty one an issue to two forty seven an issue. Yeah. That's no. I'm not. I'm not doing that. Uh, I would. I would probably at that point, it would depend on how that price affects the trades. I might just start going to use trades at that point wow. and catch, start catching up with this crap later because it's getting to the point in my head that it's not that important. Yeah. Well, I don't want to be the only guy left on this show. <laughs> so Marvel, step up well, the quality. Yeah, write your editors if you want us all to stay on this show <laughs> and tell them to make it I'd better. be like Rush Limbaugh. I'd be in a room by myself talking. That'd be no fun. <laughs> 
Well, you know, and, and Morb is, you know, Morb is right. I mean, when you, particularly when you look at the smaller publishers, yeah. like I've been buying the Star Trek, uh, classic Star Trek comics, they all were three ninety nine coming out of the box. Yes. Uh, right. So, yeah, I mean, the smaller publishers are already there at three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Right, and the fact is, uh, you're talking about smaller publishers. Uh, we, if you look at the three inner company crossover events going on right now. And their price tags for an individual book: Secret Invasion from Marvel Comics, three ninety nine; Final Crisis from DC Comics, three ninety nine; Broken Trinity from Top Cow Comics, who publishes a few comics a month, two ninety nine. Huh? Only three issues and three tie-in issues all together. You've bought the entire event, two ninety nine a piece. Yeah. If they can do it, I have a freaking feeling the bigger ones can do it. No. Ay ay ay. Anyway, well, the many I I agree with Spider Girl too that uh, something I would probably look a lot more a uh, lot more uh, oh uh, closer at buying would be the miniseries, particularly after this with Great Power miniseries. After I spent oh yeah uh, all that money buying that one, uh, that just that that has soured me on miniseries, mm-hmm. uh, and so I'm really going to look long. <laughs> I'm really going to look very carefully before I buy any more miniseries, unless it's about a, a subject I'm particularly interested in, like say, you know, my beloved goblins. But, uh, for example, I'm staying away from, I'm staying away from Venom. Yeah. The Venom Dark Origins. Mm. Uh, whereas in the past I bought Doc Ock year one, but I'm staying away from the Venom one. So, right. uh, that would be another thing that would go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you, JR. Um, uh, Avengers Invaders has soured me on that kind of stuff. They uh they build that as this big event that's gonna affect things and it's gonna be great and got all these big creators, twelve issues. I'm not ordering issue five from Mail Order Comics. I've already taken that out of my cart. That yeah. it sucks out loud. And when I look back, most of these event tie in mini series I've bought worthless. So, you know, right now I'm buying besides Secret Invasion, I've got Secret Invasion Spider Man, Secret Invasion X Men, Secret Invasion Young Avengers Runaways. I would not buy any of those three extra miniseries, or any of the Final Crisis miniseries. Mm-hmm. Hell, I'd li- I wish I hadn't started Final Crisis, because that thing is just sucking hard cold. Did you buy 52? Uh, I started 52, yeah. and about seven weeks in, I got bored. Yeah, yeah. For 50- and then I started Countdown. 52 issues countdown. once a week. That Well, what am I talking? Spider-Man's once a week. Never, never mind. <laughs> right. yeah, I got halfway through Countdown, and that sucked so hardcore. I'm, I didn't even touch Trinity. I can't afford that shit. Yeah. What what's Spider Girl? I was gonna say at least fifty two was uh it started out as two dollars and fifty cents and then when they went into countdown it was two ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. So but I do wonder, uh Secret Invasion, the first issue was I believe forty eight pages, um and that was three ninety nine, but now after this they have all been thirty two pages. I've still been paying three ninety nine or two yep. yeah, three ninety nine. And so I'm paying like a dollar more for this cardstock cover. And I'm I'm like, why? Why am I doing that? <laughs> so. And DC has Marvel hasn't really done this much so far. They've done it a few times, but DC seems like it has an alarming trend towards four ninety nine. Things like uh, the as great the Sinestro Corps War in Green Lantern is one of the best superhero comics that's been published in the past ten years. But mm-hmm. the Sinestro Corps special that started the whole thing off, special one shot issue, it was double sized, not any more than double. And it costs four ninety nine. Why the shit am I paying five dollars? <laughs> and our last topic before we take the live callers: uh, Sony has announced that they're spinning off Spider Man Three 
and they're going to make a Venom solo movie. So, JR, is that a good thing? I don't think Venom can carry a movie. Yeah. Uh, but but then Spider-Man's uh, gross numbers have always astounded me. Uh, so I fully expected the first film to gross no more than $200 million domestically. And uh, that was obviously, uh, forecast was obviously way off. So I could be wrong about Venom. But uh, while the cult of Venom may be sizable in the comic book community, I really don't think he has that much much crossover into the real world. Uh and if you uh, you if you add a lot of things like uh, if you make him young, about eighteen to twenty five, and, and add a young romance, then you're already moving him from away from the venom that we know. Mm-hmm. So uh, the I don't th- I don't think it's a good idea, and I don't think it'll it'll uh, it'll if they do make one that it'll do particularly well. I don't think you know just looking at the comic book solo series, Venom can't support his own comic and sell and be enjoyable. So why do they, well because Spider-Man three made so much money that's why Sony thinks he can make a movie but it, well this isn't the first time though that Venom has been optioned Venom has been optioned before uh, and they just couldn't get they just they didn't they just didn't get the 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 deal done so it's not the first time they've tried it. yeah and what do you think about recasting Jr did you like uh, Topher Grace as I thought Topher was fine as Eddie Brock. I really did. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't quite understand what all the uh, the uh, hate for Topher was, uh, other than the fact that it's it sounds ridiculous to call some guy guy Topher. <laughs> it sounds like a, a meat substitute. <laughs> yeah, tofu. Yeah. I mean, other than, other than having to say the name a bunch uh, of times, maybe that's what got people irritated. What's up, Topher? Uh, How you doing, Topher? <laughs> Anyway, but considering that they killed off the Eddie Brock character pretty, uh, pretty clearly. <laughs> well, Jr., we didn't see a body. <laughs> we saw a skeleton. Uh, well, only if you freeze frame it. Hey, hey, dude, Matt Mays died many times, and we've seen skeletons. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, uh, Jr., one more point. I mean, it doesn't. I don't think that villain works without Spider-Man. I mean, I just don't think he can do it by himself. Unless I don't think he particularly. No, I don't think so either. So. And I don't think he works that well with Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's just, I, I don't like the whole outer space gimmick with the symbiote. I mean, I just, uh, I mean, as I wrote in my uh, my, my article, Dark Side of the Spider, mm-hmm. uh, I did understand the character a lot better, and I did understand his popularity. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I have to, uh, I have to kind of back off some of my earlier criticisms uh, of the character, but I don't, he's just not a great Spider-Man villain. In, in my opinion, and uh, I, I'm just really surprised that they're uh, that they think that he can, you know, I mean, because can you imagine the budget of this thing? I mean, to uh, how much it would have to, uh, how much it would cost for them to pull off the CGI convincingly? Yeah. I mean, if the if uh, the the last Spider-Man movie cost 250 million, you know, you're looking at at least 100 million dollars probably for a Venom movie. Yeah. And uh, are there enough uh, Venom fans out there to uh, have it gross? You know. I, but you know, but again, I was thinking domestically, he might be big in the foreign market. That might be where the where the money really is in a movie about Venom. Make it a make it a more of a horror movie, uh, have a lot of blood and guts in it, and uh, and uh, maybe it'll do real well in the foreign market. Yeah, I think the Fox tried that with um, uh, Electra, and it just didn't really work without Daredevil. But I think. Well, it just sounds like it wasn't a very good. That sounds like it wasn't a very good movie to begin with. Yeah, I, I, and, I uh, liked it, but I like Jennifer Garner. So, so anyway, uh, more. What do you think? Solo Venom movie. Well, I mean, look at how good all the uh, Solo Venom comics have been. It's a no-brainer, right? 
Right. Has there been one, Anybody, one good right? Venom book? I mean, God bless. <laughs> that one by Zeb. Uh, no, not that I've read. Even Zeb Wells. Remember his Venom? I'm, I'm, I'm on the Zeb Wells hate club or something. I don't know, but I just didn't take the, the reinvention of the, the classic John Carpenter movie, The Thing, and putting Venom as the bad guy in that move, in that comic. I just couldn't take it. Wait, wait, no, that was, um, that was, what's his ass? Um, oh yeah, him. <laughs> you know, guy that's writing Ghost Rider, Wolverine Origins, Daniel Way. Oh! Daniel My Way. apologies to Zeb Wells. Yeah. Daniel Way, you yeah, suck. Yeah, that was, that was some ass right that there. Was that was some badass. Was not in a good way. Yeah. Oh. Uh, that, I think, is not even in continuity anymore. It was a tsunami book. Oh, man. That, um, but yeah, that was, that was hardcore bad right there. That was right horrible. There. Anyway, what do you think? Was, Venom movie? Yay, nay. I, I, I think, in all honesty, all, th- all four of us would go see it. <laughs> I'll see it, yeah, because yeah, I see I see all the comic book yeah. movies, honestly. Um, but I think they're doing. It sounds like they're trying their best to uh, kill the franchise. Yeah, <laughs> it's wait, it's it's like the '90s all over again with the comics. Now we're doing it to the movies. It's it's a terrible idea. Um, I thought Topher Grace did a really good job mm-hmm. uh, reinventing the Eddie Brock character to be more of Peter Parker's Dark Mirror, yeah. what he should have been all along. Uh, I don't know why they would recast him. I don't know why they would bring Venom into his own movie after he died, but yeah. if we're recasting and still making it Eddie Brock, there's no reason to recast it for Grace. I mean, yeah. Sony said they don't think he can carry a tentpole movie. Well, you assholes cast him to begin with, <laughs> so if you didn't think he was any good. <laughs> Quote, uh, it I just, just it sounds like all bad ideas. I can just see your letter, and, letter to Sony. Dear assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was probably, what, eight years ago now, before the first Spider-Man movie was made, they had uh, optioned a Venom movie, and uh, yeah. David Goyer was writing it. David Goyer, the guy that's written all the Blade movies, and he co-wrote Batman Begins. I mean, this is a competent writer right here. Right. And he couldn't get it together. <laughs> he was... Uh, he was doing Venom and Carnage and uh, making it so... He was trying to explain the spider symbol because... The spider was like the dominant being on the planet of the symbiotes, mm-hmm. and you, you know, crap. If you, if you look like at them. it from a money marketing standpoint, Sony sees the cash cow that is Spider-Man, and they want more. And who from Spider-Man's books can carry a movie? I know Jr. Not Venom. I know Jr. will say Norman Osborn. But no, he couldn't carry a movie. Well, yeah, not not in today's cost. Yeah. But I don't. I don't think any, as opposed to the X Men franchise, which you can easily have a Wolverine solo movie, quite easily. I don't think there's anybody in the Spider Man universe that can su- support a whole movie by themselves. Maybe the Hypno Hustler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, well, we can do a retro '70s movie. That'd be fun. You know. Yeah, written by Quentin Tarantino. I'd oh watch that. hell yeah! <laughs> hell yeah! That'd be awesome. With a guest appearance by the Rocket Racer and Spot. <laughs> Of course, personally, I still feel that uh, Morbius could have his own movie, but it wouldn't be related to Spider-Man in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Well, uh, Spider-Girl, what do you think of the Venom movie coming out? Topher Grace or no Topher Grace, or do you even want one? Um. Yeah, after seeing that Electra movie, I'm a bit uh, leery on kind of spin-off movies. Um, I mean, yeah, I like Jennifer Garner because of Alias, but I don't think it was as good as it could have been. Right. Um. 
And I feel like they would have to retcon something because I really do think that he died in Spider-Man 3. So I'd be worried how they would go about that. And Topher, I mean, I liked him, but just the Venom I've been used to, I always felt like his body build was kind of like bigger than Spider-Man's. So I don't know. Like a bodybuilder. I I remember Howie Long to do a sports reference, which I know a little about. Remember how long he does uh, play-by-play on Fox? They, at one time, were... At least, I think that was like in a wizard. Who would you cast? Howie Long was suggested to be Eddie Brock because he got that big bodybuilder out, uh, body. So You know, uh, something interesting I found recently about the look of Venom. Um, on Newsarama, they interviewed Todd McFarlane after the Venom movie was announced right. to get his thoughts on it. Yep. And an uh, interesting little tidbit in there. He said... He the reason he drew Venom like he was is he was originally just drawing a monster. He always thought Venom should be a monster, and when he first drew him, he had no idea there was a guy in the suit. Mm-hmm. He thought it was just a monster. <laughs> he didn't know there was a person inside this symbiote suit. So yeah. I, I just found that interesting. That's why Venom became such a, a big, hulking monster. You know, just trying to think of the topic I just discussed, You know, I guess Spider-Girl... Once the Spider-Man franchise is played out, you could do a Spider-Girl movie, possibly. It would have to not suck. <laughs> well, obviously. <laughs> Sis- that would be different. Siskel and Eber couldn't say it better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gang. Um, anything else you want to talk about Venom, or do we want to go li- straight to the callers? Do you want to do that for this live caller edition? Get some callers in we got people chomping. All right, we do. We have a, a chat room full of people wanting to get on. Let's... Go with, um, who do you like, guys? <laughs> you see the chat? <laughs> Let's not go there. Uh, Spider <laughs> Girl, you pick our first guest. Who would you like to have on the line? Let's go with Red. Black Cat. Let's go with Black Cat. Black Cat is coming online. Let me add her real. Once more estrogen on the cat. Yeah. <laughs> Boys, we're going to be outnumbered. Uh, no, we're not. We still rule. Well, no. <laughs> my, my addition was bad. What's that go- well, kind of- What's going on, Black Cat? Welcome. Hello there. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> we have two women on the show now. Look at this. Awesome. Ever. Awesome. What were you saying, Morb? First time ever. We have two female yeah. voices at one time. We are proving that fanboys talk to women. <laughs> <laughs> so, Black Cat, how you been? I've been good. Uh, we were gone for about 17 days to Spain with Peter, and I got back and I got sick, so I was out of commission for overall about three weeks. You've been reading some uh, brand new day issues. They didn't help you get much better. No, no. <laughs> so what's your question for the gang? And, and it's our 10th anniversary and two-year anniversary, so happy birthday all around. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um, You know what? Questions. Um. You've never been about the questions, Nicole, have you? <laughs> no, no, I've never been about the questions. It's always about questions for me. Well, <laughs> We're just fun people to talk well, to. I, we've problem. mentioned so far in the hour we've been together, I've mentioned Black Cat, not you, but Black Cat the character at least a couple times. Did you catch her? In what context? Did you catch her? <laughs> uh, did you read the, the Brand New Day extra issue? Black Cat was in that. No, Fair. no. Um have not been have not been to a comic book store other than the two we went to Perustru in uh, in uh, Barcelona. So, mm-hmm. 
Um, big, big uh, comic book fans over there. Yeah, I must say. Uh, Black Knight opened there July 18th, same day it opened here. Yeah, you mean Dark, Dark uh, Knight? <laughs> what did I say? Black. You said Knight? Black Knight. That's a that's a Marvel Avengers <laughs> character. That's, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the Dark Knight. It's the alcohol. Right? Um, <laughs> It's the it's the uh, effects of the uh, running of the bulls and the too much sangria, probably. Well, let me give you a little little. Uh, she was just like in a panel or two of the issue, and Spider Man's basically in court, and Daredevil has to prove that. How can you prove who's behind the mask? So a bunch of his friends come into the courtroom and start climbing walls, etc. And Black Cat wore a bust reducer, like a pad, right in front of her to to shrink in her breasts so she looks like a man. If that's all possible, to, he- to help Peter in a court. I I, 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 I don't believe that. <laughs> oh, really? Wow, I didn't write it. Guys, back me up. I didn't notice it. A pair of tatas does not a woman make. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we've said tatas. Uh, <laughs> well, Black Cat, we miss you on the board. You ought to come back more often. Uh, I'll start getting in uh, since I'm back from vacation and slowly easing myself back to the real world. And um, okay, I'll def I'll definitely look for the ish. Um, I'm little I'm still a little peeved. There's nothing on the Roberto Aguirre Sacasa oh. Black Cat wow. series. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear God! Oh. There goes the scouts. <laughs> Holy cow! My wife is entering the room and she's just about to smack me in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> What? Uh, <laughs> her <laughs> fist. <laughs> uh, Jr. is officially passed out. You're right, Jr. I'm hanging in there. She just she just walks in the room, drops the Spanish, and we all faint. <laughs> anyway, Black Cat, it was good to talk to you. Anything else for the board or for the gang? Uh, no, except it's it's a great group of folks on this board. You've made it very successful, and of course we. Go it all to you, BD. Aww. You had the vision. You're sweet, guys. Or sweet gal. <laughs> all right, Black Cat, we'll see you on the board, all right? Thank uh, you. Bye. Take- okay. Wow. Do we need a break after that? Um. <laughs> all right. Uh, I guess no one else does. JR, you picked the guest. Who would you like to be, be the next caller? Well, I'm looking at all these names that are popping up, yes, sir. and uh, I guess I'm, I guess I'm partial to anybody named Eamon McGrain. Eamon McGrain. <laughs> okay, I, we'll have to so, uh, we'll have to see what his handle is. I'm not. It's Irish. Lad. It's Irish. Lad. Oh, it's cool. Irish. Lad. Yeah. The one with the okay. the Guinness avatar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, let's go with him then. He's got the most interesting name in the bunch. Eamon so. McGrain. There we go. E- I'm giving away A-M-O-E. people's secret identities. So that's sorry, Stella. <laughs> is this Irish? It is. Can you hear me? Yeah, what's going on, my man? How you doing? How you doing? Great, Do- great not bother. It's, when- it's really raining very hard over here. <laughs> and just so everybody knows, where are you? In Dublin. In Dublin, Ireland. And yeah. In, he- in case you didn't know, your avatar is a big pint of Guinness. <laughs> and I have one right beside me now, just for you know to pull stereotype. And if you and if you follow the board, Irish started up a uh, opposition to George Berman, the pro brand new day fraternity. Yeah, it was a very lonely place for a little while, but uh, we got a few people. Yes, and I I, I joined oh, your fraternity. Fish Isles, actually, except for Pardon? Brad. 
Everybody yeah. from the British Isles except for Brad. Yeah. I'm, I'm the only one from the States. <laughs> so, Irish, what's your question for the board, for the gang? Well, um, I think the, the, the main thing I ring in tonight just to say happy birthday and congratulations and all the rest oh, of it. Oh, thank you. Um, and, also, and also to hear the sound of my own voice in the podcast. <laughs> um, you have ulterior motives, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the main question is, Brad, did you think, you know, here you are 10 years down the line and, um, you know, did you expect this? I mean, you have an international audience now, you know. You're... No, I, I didn't expect to be sitting at 3 in the afternoon on a Saturday talking to a dude from Ireland <laughs> ten, years, <laughs> 10 years later. But it's a pleasure. And it's just amazing the, the concept of the Internet, in my opinion, because when I started yeah. up this site 10 years ago, back in 98, I was in college. I was manually typing an HTML code. Uh, I never even thought that the internet, you could be this fast, you could talk to people instantaneously like a radio show. I had, I had no idea what a podcast was, it wasn't even invented back in the day. But no, I did not expect to be sitting here at age 33 <laughs> talking to all you guys. And it's a pleasure, I mean, I would, I, I, I wouldn't do this if I didn't love it. So, uh, it's nice to share my love of Spider-Man around the world, I guess, with Ireland. So. Cool. Cool. And it's great. I mean, it, it's probably the, the, the main site I actually go to. So, you know, you're, you're my home. Oh, I'm your home. <laughs> well, you have, you have a home at the crawl space. I, I do have, yes, yes, yeah. a virtual home. And a, yeah. Well, a, as we said there. earlier, it's three in the afternoon here. What time is it in Dublin? It's 20, it's, it's 9.30 p.m. 9.30, okay. So, uh, That's good. And we rushed up. After having a real bad storm there, so it's been raining quite heavily. Now I, so, I envision uh, you with a microphone in one hand and a and a pint in the other. Is that true? Is that a good? I actually I've done that. I've done that especially for you guys. <laughs> Just, you know, I have a pint of Guinness that I got, and I have it right here beside the computer, and uh, I'm drinking it as we're talking. <laughs> so, yeah. well, you'll fit right. Well, you'll fit right in with more. I have a bottle of uh, I have a bottle of Smittix Irish Ale here with me by my computer. So cheers to you. <laughs> That is, that is my favorite, one of my favorite drinks, man, because I love it. Uh, and I, Likewise. I raised my Mountain Dew to everybody. <laughs> happy, <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> Here, let me take a pint or a sip. <laughs> take ah, a pint. there we go. There you go. All right. JR, are you drinking tonight? Are you not in the, the, the hotel mini bar? <laughs> uh, no, I'm at home. And since I'm alone with my... Uh, Seven-year-old son. Uh, unfortunately, the, the, I'm not having any good time. Yeah, so you, you don't yeah, you don't want to get the the bad father of the year by drinking, talking no, Spider-Man, no, talking Spider-Man, and ignoring the kid. That's not a good combo. <laughs> no, no, I have to do the daddy thing, so yeah. I can only have one vice at a time. And so I guess uh, ignoring the kid and talking about Spider-Man will have to be the vice that I. Uh, Spider Girl, you drinking tonight? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm trying to keep sober for this chat. You know, gotta soak it all. There in. you go. I don't know how people do it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I have a beer and my pack of cigarettes with me every single podcast, no matter what time of day. Talk about the not healthy living cast. My goodness, we're drinking, we're drinking Guinness, smoking cigs, and uh, anyway, all right, well, Irish. It, it could be. It, oh, go ahead. It could be argued that Guinness is actually good for you. That's the slogan. Guinness is good for you because it has all the iron content and all that kind of stuff. So you know, you know, it's it's like drinking a loaf of bread. I mean, what's wrong with yeah, that? Okay. It's a meal in itself. There you go. Well, Irish, anything else you want to say? I appreciate you calling in, buddy. No, I see a big list of people waiting to go, so I will uh, <laughs> disappear into the night. And uh, good luck, guys, and enjoy the right. evening I, or afternoon. Which is, uh, Irish, I hope you call in on our next live call-in show. You're great. Yeah, great. Nice great to talk to you, Irish. Yeah, yeah, you too. Thanks, you Irish. Too. Take care. Bye. Bye. 
Wow, that was really neat. That was a really clear connection all the way down in uh, Dublin, Ireland. So that was yeah. yeah we yeah. had bad we had bad luck with across the pond uh, last time we tried yep. this. All right, uh, Morb, you get to pick which one you want next. Oh, we have to bring the great George Berryman into oh, the cast. Oh God! All right, here comes <laughs> here comes our friend, your friend, my friend, everybody's friend. We have. <laughs> All right, everybody, be quiet. He's going to take over. <laughs> Ow! What's going on, George? Happy birthday! Happy anniversary! It's not my birthday. Oh, it's y'all. Oh, that's right. That's right. How is uh, how is it going so far? Well, uh, with the exception of you hopping out of a cake, it wasn't bad. <laughs> You know, people people pay top dollar for that kind oh, of thing. Oh, top dollar to keep you home. <laughs> it's 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 hard work being this sexy. It's like it's like Spider Man said in the first movie, This is my gift, this is my curse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh God. I know exactly what you mean, George. Cheers. Oh, you know, okay, I, are you I uh, just, I was only I was only kidding. Uh, we were just talking to, to Irish from Dublin. And I'm wondering if you're having the same beverage that he is. He was having some Guinness. I'm uh, I'm having some Diet Coke. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm having some Diet Mountain Dew. With with whiskey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, George. Because I knew I was going to be talking to you. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and I'll keep you on the line for half an hour. Anyway, what's your question yeah. for the gang? George, what do you got? Well, first of all, I I, uh, I was only fooling by playing ignorant about not knowing it was the Crawl Space's uh, birthday. Oh. And uh, so I, I've been preparing this all all day long. It's it's a little song, and uh, I'm a little nervous well, because well, I, I haven't really sung on the podcast before. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I, I'd, I'd like to go ahead and is that is that the is that Stella? Is yeah, that Spider Girl. She just yes. just scoffed at you. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm waiting for this. Yeah. yeah. It it was it was supportive. So thank you. <laughs> oh, um, you're welcome. Okay, so so without any delay now, I, I will go ahead, and, and this is reminiscent yeah. of uh, Marilyn Monroe's <laughs> song to JFK oh, for his birthday at the inauguration. Oh, Lord. So um, okay. I'm, I'll just go ahead and launch into it, and you guys, you can tell me, but this is from the heart, okay. right? This is for real. Okay. <laughs> for real. Okay. Oh, God. Go ahead. <clears throat> You've got the floor, sir. All right. <sighs> Happy birthday. <laughs> To you. Oh, God. Happy birthday to you. Wait, Jesus. Happy birthday, Spider Man Crawl Space Podcast. Happy birthday to you. Oh. Ladies and, ladies and gentlemen, George wow. Berriman right there. <laughs> Why is it I, I, uh, I, I envisioned you, know, you removing clothing as you were singing, George? Is that bad? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Already, do naked, bra- Already naked, Brad. Already naked, Oh, and the 12-inch Scarlet <laughs> Spider is standing by. Anyway. <laughs> oh, but no, I, I I wanted to keep that real and, oh. and, and keep it honest, and, and that was the best way I knew how to do it. And I hope I didn't come across as like uh, – you know, some sort of cross-dresser trying to do a Carol Channing impersonation at Wigstock. So, Jr., this is your friend. 
hey, this is this is this is the brains behind the hero realm. Oh man, I mean, this is the guy. This is the guy who who uh, kickstarted the hero realm and made it uh, the force that it was for those few years. All with that impression of Marilyn Monroe. It all started there. <laughs> thank, thank you very much, Jr. Oh, all started with that great mind. No, George, it, uh, I uh, I finally remember our days in the hero realm. Mm-hmm. So. Oh yeah, the good times. We have a, we have a lot of uh, a lot of fond memories, a lot of scars. We lost a lot of good people. <laughs> we we lost a lot. Sounds of good like men, a war. That's all yeah. I'm say. Well, over over Nacho Grande, I'll never be over Nacho Grande. Tell you what, now those wounds, run George. Pretty- I have to tell yeah. you, one of your posts on the board was one of my favorite so far uh, that I've seen in a long time. Tell us what you did to Steve Weicker with your. Uh, all right. Um, well, there was a there was a horrible, terrible printing error with Amazing Spider-Man Family Number One. I don't know if any of any else that anyone else that bought it noticed it. Um, if you do, don't do what I did. You may have a collector's item on your hands. I don't know. <laughs> but what happened was apparently at the printer. And I don't know if they still get printed at Quebecor up in Canada or I don't know where they're printing now. Okay. But but from what I understand, uh, the printing error was several pages of a brand new day, like the brand new verse. Right. OMD, BND story got printed in there with Aunt May, and surely this was supposed to be at the end of, uh, you know, one of these uh, decreasing sales Amazing Spider-Man issues. So I, you, I, it was like, wow, what's this doing here? This is so incredibly out of place. So I went ahead and cut the, the pages out and, in an effort to help Steve Wacker understand, you know, the, the scope of the problem. Yeah. And uh, and I and I sent those back to him with a, with a pleasant note saying, <laughs> somehow the big problem these you know brand new verse pages got into Amazing Spider-Man Family. Could you please make sure that doesn't happen again? K, thanks. Yeah. And um, and and yeah. So that's in the mail to uh, to Wacker, and uh, we'll we'll see. You know, hopefully, you know, they can take steps to rectify that, and uh, you know, make sure that the printer doesn't screw up again. <laughs> and I, I'm anxious to hear if Steve Wacker replies. <laughs> Part of me thinks he's smart ass enough too, because I, and really, I mean, it's it's good natured. I I don't take any shots at him or anything, and I even tell him I you know the people who are still reading Amazing Spider Man yeah. say that uh, you know he's doing a good job. So I, you know, I I congratulate him on that and say you know great job yada yada. Right. But uh, but yeah, because we can't have that brand new day crap there in Amazing Spider Man family. It's like our one refuge. And you were nice about it. I mean, you're, yeah. you're very cordial. So. Imagine yeah. he'll be cordial back. So this will be interesting to see where it goes. Unless I get like a like a cease and desist order or some kind. <laughs> well, don't of, be looking in his bushes thing. through the bushes at him. <laughs> right. Luckily, I'm not in New York. I try to deliver and, in person. And, Steve, and don't here. don't call him up at Marvel and and start singing in Marilyn Monroe <laughs> impression. I wouldn't do that to Marvel. I, I I wouldn't. I only do that for people who I care about. Aww. And 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 that was you. George has given us a warm fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when you say it, it sounds it sounds filthy. It sounds dirty. Spider Spider Girl, you you say what I just said. Go ahead. It's, it'll probably sound better. George, he's giving us a warm fuzz. There you go. Let's <laughs> see. That's much better, isn't it? Hell yes. And and right there, that's the number one reason. That's the and and I and I told her this earlier. This is the number one reason why Delta House is better than Zeta House. <laughs> Gosh. Because because we're co-ed and not a giant sausage. Oh, <laughs> don't pick on my buddy Irish. Right I just joined his club. That's <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right, George. All right. So so am I supposed to ask oh, a question? Feel free. Too? Feel free to ask a question. We got some others on the line that want to get on. So ask your question away. We'll answer it real quick. Uh, uh, they they can wait. All right. <laughs> so. Uh, 
<laughs> All right. So oh, we, okay. got, we got one that's got a date coming up tonight. So I know. Uh, he's probably getting antsy. Oh, <laughs> we're doing him a favor. Because right. <laughs> that only happens. <laughs> Go ahead, George. <laughs> let's let's, uh, let's discuss first of yeah. all here. Do you think there will be any sort of noticeable sales bump from new ways to die? And the reason I asked this is because I used to think that there would be, and now I'm not so sure. I think there will be. They've they've been doing the ads in the comics for a long time, uh, promoting Romita Junior's artwork and and Venom cells when you put them together with Spider Man, at least in the Amazing book, I think. So I think there'll be a bump. I think we'll go up <coughs> eighty, ninety thousand. 20,000 more than we are now, which ties into our numbers conversation. <laughs> so I, I, I vote. Yeah. Oh, it's all, what, what does that, first of all, what does that tell you when people talk about the numbers more than what's going on in the store? Yeah, <laughs> they do, don't they? Yeah, well, I mean, what does that tell you? Does that not, is that not the biggest indication that there's some kind of problem with the book? Is when people are more interested in talking about how well or, or not it's selling as opposed to what's actually going on in it? Yeah, true. Well, JR, do you think the numbers are going to go up with uh, New Ways to Die? Not as much as you were speculating. Really, uh, I think there might be some bump, but I think you're looking at five to ten thousand at the most. Really? Yeah, I think you've. Uh, I. I, um, I don't know. I, I'm beginning to. I didn't think this at first, considering some of the brand new day numbers. But I think that people really are shedding the title, and I really think that they do mean when they. A lot of people when they say they're going to drop it, they really have meant it this time. So uh, I would be surprised. I mean, some will come back out of curiosity. Um, and, uh, you know, some will come back probably because of John Romita Jr. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'll be surprised if it's more than a 10,000 bump. Yeah. More, but they going up. What do you think? I think they probably will. Uh, I'm not a numbers guy. I really don't give a crap. So I'm not going to call numbers. But, uh, yeah, more people will read it. You know, they've been advertising it well. It's got the Thunderbolts, you know, not just Venom, but Green Goblin. You know, there's a kick-ass Alex Ross cover with the Green Goblin. Yeah. There's some good J.R. Jr. artwork. I mean, this is the first story for Brand New Day, I think, that has any real kind of anticipation that it might not suck. So, yeah, there will be a bump, but if it doesn't kick ass right out the gate, then people people aren't going to stay. Speaking of that Alex Ross cover with the, the Green Goblin, that is my wallpaper now, and I feel like it's an homage to JR, <laughs> that it's my wallpaper. Do you, is that your <laughs> wallpaper too, JR, on your computer? No, no, my kids are my wallpaper oh. right now, but... Uh... But uh, yeah, that's a really snazzy cover. Uh, I thought for sh- is that a is that a is that a variant? Is that going to be a variant? Yeah, that's a variant. But also, they you can order it as a poster too. I've seen. Oh lord! <laughs> so I oh goodness, I, Fettinger's on that like white on red. <laughs> <laughs> so Jr., you ordering the poster? <laughs> no, I don't okay. think so. I don't have any word. I don't have anywhere to put okay. it. Okay. Spider-Girl, are the, are the numbers going up? What do you think? I think they will. Um, I think John Romita's name is probably going to carry a little bit. And, I mean, there was that one uh, teaser about uh, Mary Jane being on the cover. So I think if we learn more about her, people might be interested in that, too. So anything might be better than what's going on now in Amazing Spider-Man. Exactly. Well, JR, I mean, George, I confused you again. Earlier in the show, I confused <laughs> JR and George. I apologize. Well, we, we 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 are very uh, synonymous in that uh, you know we we we're we're both uh, older gentlemen and we're both uh, very very brilliant and smart and genius. And um, don't forget modest. <laughs> oh, well, I don't I don't have to say sexy. Isn't that already again? I mean, <laughs> well, George, I appreciate you calling in. As always, it's a pleasure. And next time, please don't sing. 
Um, all right. Uh, let, oh, wait, wait. I need to make my recommendations. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> you, what, you're just trying to get me the hell out of here. Look well, you. I, you're just like, you know what? Why don't you just go right to hell? <laughs> no, I told you you wow. gave us a warm fuzzy. Weren't even weren't even going to let me give a recommendation. I, I would I, like to re- this okay. month. I would like to recommend. I would like to recommend uh, Amazing Spider Girl and Thor. Nope. Well, that's what you recommend every month. Well, duh. That's all I read. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll go ahead and get out of your hair. And uh, to, to quote Elvis, don't let the lights and cameras throw you, and don't throw the lights and cameras if you can help. <laughs> George, it's always <laughs> okay. a pleasure, my friend. I'll see you on the board. Bye. All right. Let's see you, George. Bye, Bye, George. Oh, man. He is a handful, isn't he? <laughs> Matt, that song is the first time I've wished I could mute another caller rather than myself. <laughs> All right, <laughs> got to get Ryan Reed on the line. He has a date he's going to, so we... yeah, get him out for his date. Yeah, no doubt. Ryan, what's going on, buddy? Not much. How are you guys doing? Doing good. I wanted to get you on as soon as possible because you have a date. Congratulations. Well, thank yes, you. Thank you. All right. Oh, yes, if a, anytime a comic book geek actually has a date, we need to encourage that as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ryan, well, yeah, I mean, Ryan, what's your hand? First... What's your handle on the board? I'm locked down. Locked down, okay. See, your your t- name should be the same on Skype. I get confused. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I tried and it was saying, oh, no, that's in use. I'm like, what? Uh, Who would actually use that name? Uh, <laughs> you could be locked down, too. Or like the Craven 4, 5, whatever. <laughs> I prefer Craven the Vampire Slayer. And there you go. <laughs> More, hey. Horrible write it. <laughs> So lo- I'll run from it, but I'll do. Mr. Lockdown, what is your question for the group? What do you got? Well, actually, it's from the board, so I was asking, do you think uh, Marvel is starting to get a little back, um, a little bit more behind Spider-Girl now with the backup features in the Spider-Man family books written by uh, Tom DeFlacco? DeFlacco? <laughs> Def- <laughs> Def- <laughs> oh, he, 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 he hits me with his name all the time. I talk to Tom regularly, actually. So he hits me, he's like, would you pronounce that right? <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the, the joy of the audio show. You, can, you can't get the same inflection just by text. Anyway, Jr. Let's let's hit you up. You're you're a Falco fan. What do you think? Wait, actually, I haven't been reading. You're talking about Spider-Man Family. Yes. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't read that. Yeah. Well, so I can't comment on anything that's in it. It hasn't come out yet. Or I don't know if it has come out yet, but I haven't gotten it in my box yet. But yeah, it just came out actually this past week. Okay, I'll get it in a few weeks. Um, I I think um, they needed something to fill that book. I mean, they can. What? How much is that book? Four ninety nine, five ninety nine. It's four ninety nine. Yeah. I, I, I think uh, Defalco said I'll, I'll step in and write that for you guys since there's a. It looks like there's a demand for a married Spider-Man, but I, I, as far as an emphasis on Spider-Girl, I don't think so. I mean, if they wanted to emphasize Spider-Girl, they would put Spider-Girl in the book. Well, they kind of did as a baby, but uh, I, I think Spider-Girl sells to a very small niche audience of fifteen thousand. And I hope it does better, but man, everything in the book's been tried to help it, and it's just—it's hard to pick up new readers with that book. So that's my take. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I agree too. And I was just in a chat with Jarkover, who's a huge Spider Girl fan himself, and we were talking about the sales and Marvel not behind them either. So. Right. Well, um, I, even if they put ads in the back of every comic and they do like a preview, like they did recently of Moon Knight, I don't think you'll get that much of a boost. I think. 
Spider Girl sells what Spider Girl does, which is sounds like. I think it would actually be hurt by putting uh, previews in the back because then people would see how it's written before they buy it. Oh, Morb. We need Spidey Dude. <laughs> <laughs> but that was my problem. I got roped in, and then I I saw how it actually read. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Spider Girl, what do you think of Lockdown's question? Um, I don't really read those books, um, but I do think that the Amazing Spider-Man family probably partially is there to appease those who are unhappy with the direction of Brand New Day and One More Day or whatever. Um, and I think Spider-Girl, I would wish, even though I don't read it, I wish it would go up in sales. And I know the editors have kind of been pushing, like, you know, if you want to see a married Spider-Man, we have a nice little book called Spider-Girl. So yeah. it's kind of sad that no one is going towards that. but. Yeah. I can't really comment any further on that. Do you think, uh, to add like a separate question to it, do you think uh, by putting a different writer and a different artist on the book, it would increase sales? And if so, should they do that? Or is it Tom DeFalco's baby? Anyone? I think it's Tom DeFalco's, yeah, frankly. I agree. JR, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's DeFalco's. Yeah. So I don't think it's it changes entirely on it. Sorry, JR, go ahead. I thought you were done. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't think if they change the creative team, it would make a difference in sales. Yeah. Uh, more, would would you buy it if, say, well, who who would be your, who's your dream team? Exactly what I was going to say. It depends entirely on who they put on it. I mean, if you put Ron Mars on Spider-Girl, ass would be kicked <laughs> outright. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you put, eh, let's say... Roberto, blah, 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 <laughs> on the title, then I'm still not going to care. Yeah. And, you know, you don't want to hear me mispronounce Robert's name. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it wouldn't be the same as Black Cat. Um, but, was, JR, was it your point you made earlier about the, the substitute uh, villain or the substitute hero is never as good as the first one? Is that what you... Yeah. I mean... Yeah, when we're talking about Kratos. Yeah, I mean, granted... I like Spider-Girl, but I like Spider-Man better. And just the the kids, uh, like, I like the Muppets, but I like the Muppet Babies less. Kind of the same. <laughs> nice reference. Thank you. Here's the thing with a Spider-Man family book to begin with. Yeah. It, it's kind of a crap idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, Batman family, that would be a good book. You've got Batman, Nightwing, Catwoman, Robin, bunch of freaking things you can write about. The Spider-Man family is Spider-Man and... Spider-Man. Uh, oh, we better pull out a Spider-Girl story because we've got shit else to print. It kind of comes back to the it, argument we had earlier about how who in the Spider-Man-verse can have their own story and support enough interest in it. And I guess Spider-Girl's the only one I could come up with because I don't think Morbius. Venom. Or who? Morbius. Oh. <laughs> who? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's that guy with the suckers on his hands. You know. Oh, yeah, Kevin Cushing. Uh <laughs> Sorry, dude. Come to me, please. <laughs> Sorry, dude. All right. Lock, lock down. Any other questions or birthday greetings or anything you want to say? I just want to say you guys do a great job in loving the Crawl Space podcast. They're always the best. You know, I've been hoping to get on one of these uh, conference calls and come in and join you guys. I mean, it's great. I hope you guys keep up the great work, awesome. too. It's wonder time. I appreciate it, sir. Thank you, my friend. All right. We'll talk to you on the board, okay? Yep, Santa Barbara's good night, guys. I'm off to my date. All right. Away with my I hope you get lucky. Don't mention Spider-Man at all. <laughs> <laughs> I got lucky. I'm fine. 
I'll just be like, so, look at those stars. Exactly, yes. yeah. <laughs> All right, brother, talk to you later. Bye, guys. <laughs> now, Spider-Girl, is it a turnoff when a guy drops Spider-Man talk? Um, well, for me, I guess, no, it wouldn't be, but I mean, <laughs> I'd probably say that maybe for the second or third date. It might be a little overwhelming for someone that's not in the know. See, first... You girls are as awesome as our spider girl. See, first date, I dropped Spider-Man on my wife, and look where I am. Aww. Aww. And we'll wrap up the show right about there. Thanks to all the nice folks who called in and wished us a happy birthday and anniversary. I really do appreciate it. And I hope to celebrate another ten more years with everyone. And also want to thank our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com, for supporting us month in and month out. It's much appreciated. And I'd appreciate it if you'd check out their website and place your first monthly order. Now, one of their specials this month include the Marvel Zombie Trade Paperback with the Spider-Man cover. The cover price is $16. Mail order has it for 9 $9.59. So check them out. And we'll be back in just a few days with the last part of our anniversary show. I'm Brad Douglas, and thanks so much for listening and visiting the Spider-Man Crawlspace.com.